0: Thank <laughs> Welcome to Swift Unwrapped, a podcast about the Swift programming language and other projects at Swift.org. I'm Jesse Squires.
1: And I'm J.P. Smart. Today we want to talk about the Swift APIs uh, server group that uh, recently just announced that they have the HTTP library version 0.1. So basically it's their first first preliminary release. They kind of want to get people's... um, ideas on on how this works, how this lines up with what they need. Uh, in the words of the uh, great Chris Bailey, it's time to kick the tires and provide some feedback.
0: Yeah, Chris announced this on Twitter. Uh, if you haven't met Chris or if you haven't seen him around, at oh, he's like at all the conferences now, actually, uh, talking about Swift on the server. Uh, he works at IBM, um, and he's been, uh, I guess from my impression, like in a lot of ways leading this effort of uh, Swift on the server and he also wrote the uh the intro uh like the introductory blog post announcing the server api's workgroup uh on swift.org so he seems to be a uh, kind of a lead figure in, in this whole thing yeah
1: um yeah so there's a small steering team for this uh this working group. Um, so Chris is one of the folks on there. So he's representing IBM and the Ketura, uh web framework, which is sponsored and developed by IBM. Um, but then there's a handful of other people in that steering team, uh, and if you've done any Swift on the server, you probably uh, know about some of these other frameworks like Vapor, Perfect, uh, Zwo. And so there's representatives from from those uh, projects as well. And it seems like they've finally come to some sort of preliminary unified decision of what uh, the HTTP framework should look like in Swift.
0: Yeah, and that's... Um... Way easier said than done, I think, getting all these groups of people uh, to agree on what this should be, what it should look like, uh, especially given that uh, pretty much everyone involved has written their own uh, Swift server framework. So
1: Yeah, so they definitely have a lot of uh, kind of competing philosophies and design decisions. And if you look at any other programming language out there, it's definitely a lot of um, a lot of strong opinions, let's say, in yeah. how web frameworks should should behave and and should look like. Yeah. And I think somehow they they've managed to uh, put some of those differences on ice for the time being by focusing really on something more fundamental. So much more lower level. You know, what are the kinds of building blocks that should be officially supported in Swift uh, for building your own HTTP like. Uh, server or parsing functionality uh, where ideally all of these other frameworks would be built upon. So imagine a world where all of these web frameworks that we just mentioned are all built on a common base. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if one of them makes a performance improvement to some of the lower levels, everyone benefits. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really kind of a nice uh, nice ideal world.
0: Yeah. Um, So then you can use Perfect or Vapor or whichever... Framework um, that that you prefer, um, and have like whatever that design ideology is that that you want to work in, and then all these underlying components can just be shared and hopefully avoid a lot of duplication, which is currently happening. Everyone yeah. has to just re-implement all the stuff themselves. Now,
1: speaking <laughs> of which, um, this initial version of the HTTP library has chosen to not implement a bunch of stuff. Uh, digging into right. the source. Uh, Jesse and I noticed that it's using um, some of the uh, C library. Or it's actually just two files, a header file and an implementation file for for C uh, that's developed by Joyent, who are the makers of Node.js, and Nginx. And so they've just taken uh, this like battle-tested HTTP parsing library, written in C, and wrapped it in Swift. And it's just inlined right there into the project. Uh, and I think it's licensed under Apache 2. Mm-hmm. And so uh they're allowed to do that and they have attributions. So it's interesting that they have chosen to not implement this, say, entirely in pure Swift or uh, by writing something new from scratch that they've taken something that's battle-tested uh, and used in already a number of very popular web frameworks. So just architecturally, what do you think yeah. of just inlining a bunch of external code into into your own Swift uh, library wrapper project.
0: It does seem a bit odd to me, especially given that. um So, I, I guess one thing to point out is that this project is, is like a pure Swift package manager development environment. Like, there's no X Xcode project in this repo, um, and so it, you know, like the way SPM is designed, it makes it easy to pull in dependencies even if they're not Swift dependencies, you can still build for C, C, and Objective C. Um all of that support landed in SPM a while back. Um so I would be I am interested to know like why why this is just kind of the sources just dumped in here as opposed to um pulling it in externally through SPM. Maybe it doesn't exist somewhere. Well I should our, say um, that
1: um there's The remnants in the code here that uh, highlight that it was developed using an Xcode project, they just didn't check it in.
0: Ah, I um, see.
1: And so if you look at the jazzy.yaml file, Mm -hmm. uh, which is used to generate the API docs for this, um, uh, you'll see that uh, it Uh, has Xcode build arguments, which is how Jazzy generates docs. Jazzy can also generate docs for pure SPM projects, but... Mm -hmm. Um, they don't seem to be using that here, so you can see the Swift Survey GP right. uh, listed in there. So it's odd that they chose to omit
0: that uh, from from the Git source. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Now I'm looking at the Git ignore now, and they do just ignore the Xcode Proj file. So strange. It is strange. Yeah. Why would you do that?
1: Um, mm-hmm. when it's clearly useful and it was probably developed
0: in Xcode. Right. And any contributors would probably like to have that Xcode project. Absolutely. We could open an issue. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can definitely do that because it's using GitHub issues, which is, uh, you know, a first for the Swift.org family of projects, even though this is kind of a, a stepchild. Yeah. Because it's in its own Swift server, GitHub org, uh and even though there's an Apple employee on the steering committee, mm-hmm. they still sort of seem kind of removed.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. And it's its own org, like you said, so it's Github.com slash Swift Server. It's like the stepchild that everyone really, really loves, but they still just ignore. <laughs> but yeah, no Jira for this project and there are a few other repos under here but it looks like everything is just using plain github uh nothing on jira
1: yeah and it looks like uh apparently they do have uh they do have a slack group for example um so just looking at some of the tweet replies to chris bailey's announcement here uh but for the most part they want to encourage um either issues or uh, comments on the Swift Dev mailing list. Jesse, have you looked at the implementation here a little bit at the API? What are your preliminary thoughts?
0: Yeah I've uh, I've browsed through some of the source um, mostly looked at the uh, the wonderful uh, jazzy docs uh, that they have. Um, and it seems pretty reasonable and straightforward to me actually. Um, it's like everything that you would, Expect you have your HT, HTTP uh, request and response uh, objects, HTTP server object. Uh, they have their own result enum, uh, of course, uh, like one does. But yeah, it, it seems pretty uh, comprehensive for the most part. Yeah.
1: What do you think of the namespacing? So, for, for those of you uh, listening in, um, most of the types are prefixed by uh, HTTP. Um, So, you know, Swift has this concept of uh, modules and namespacing per module anyway. And so it's been a whole conversation in GitHub issues and the mailing list about whether or not this project should be exposing kind of this hard-coded prefix on all the type names or if people want uh, to differentiate with, say another request that they have uh, that they should just prefix it with a module name what are mm-hmm. your thoughts on on the decision they went
0: for this library i feel like it does make sense actually the prefixing um, makes sense yeah although you know the all all of the swift like namespacing there was a discussion about this a while back actually uh, i think Eric Sadun brought it up where you still you have these problems if modules still have the same name and, uh, she was suggesting eventually implementing something, uh, I think more similar to like what, um, the Java package system uses, which is like the reverse domain name kind of like thing. Like, so you'd say like import package or something. Um, so there's that as well. Um. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I feel like in in this case, at least for for this library, it makes sense because you, know, you have like this HTTP method. I mean, are you just going to call that method? You know? Yeah. Or call, re, just call this request or request or I don't know. I feel like some things you would definitely need it because it just wouldn't make sense. And then maybe other things, okay, maybe server could omit that, but there's also this protocol http serving would you just call this serving uh
1: that's a great question um, <laughs> so we at, at realm um we had this discussion when uh i think it was around swift 3 time where um we didn't necessarily want to prefix stuff um because hey swift has affordances for that, right? If mm-hmm. you do want to differentiate, you can, you can prefix with a module name and have a dot there. Mm-hmm. So people who do want that extra context, you know, you just have one more character than if you had the prefix baked in, but then people have a choice where, mm-hmm. where context is already clear, uh, then you don't need to do that. And ultimately, uh, people got pretty pissed off <laughs> because we had, uh, just a top level error type because you know, if you're in a, in a part of your code that's just dealing with Realm stuff, and, and this applies to to this HTTP library too, and it's already clear from the context that your server or your uh, request is an HTTP request, then just omit it. Mm-hmm. And you get that, uh, that extra clarity uh, or conciseness, rather. Uh, but then in other cases, you're just adding a single more character. We have the dot in there. Mm-hmm. But ultimately... Swift's namespacing is pretty weak in that um, if any other type has that same name and you're importing both in the file you'll get uh, an ambiguous reference error. Right. Uh, and that's terrible because it means that code that was that would otherwise compile will start to fail as soon as you import something else that have that has any sort of conflict. So in that sense Swift's namespacing is is actually super weak. In the sense that I would never actually rely on it, uh, yeah. and so I think it makes sense to to prefix uh, in a hard coded way here until we have something like um, Robert Woodman's modular Swift proposal, which actually has explicit sub modules within within a Swift module. Right. We'll link to that in the show notes.
0: Yeah. So overall, this seems like uh, a pretty nice uh, 0.1 release. I haven't seen much discussion about the, uh, the quote path to 1.0, um, assuming they're following Simber and everything here. Um, but I'm sure, uh, in the coming weeks, we'll see uh, a lot more activity here. Um, there's certainly, um, you know, something for external contributors to get involved with here. Now, uh, prior, these repos were, um, or the, the HTTP repo, um, you know, it was just a readme and, uh, I know the the server APIs group has been having meetings periodically, um, with the various stakeholders, mostly um the IBM folks and the the third party web framework people. So this is good progress to see.
1: Yeah, quite. Um, and there's a, there's a repo in here in this GitHub org that's called uh, which is the fastest. Uh, very creatively named. It's a fork. Um kind of a popular uh, benchmark out there that just pits web frameworks against one another. And so this was forked, and it's on the Swift server GitHub org, and it specifically highlights uh, some of the benchmarks from a number of the Swift server frameworks. And so Vapor, Perfect, Ketura, and this new HTTP module uh, are in there. And it looks like um, the the HTTP module is... uh, by a small margin, the fastest out of those four.
0: Yeah, and no, I just noticed this was updated uh uh today actually. Right. Uh, so
1: um really up-to-date numbers there. But if you look at some of the uh some of the other web frameworks that are out there, so I mentioned that this is a forked repo. And if you look at the original, uh you'll see that some of these frameworks are consider considerably faster than anything in the Swift world. And so in, in these benchmarks, which probably are much older, you look at, so it doesn't have the HTP module in there, but you have Vapor Perfect Ketura. And in terms of uh, number of seconds to perform this benchmark, they range from five seconds to 20 seconds. And you compare that to some of the frameworks written in Rust, for example, or in uh, Crystal, which is kind of a Ruby-like compiled language, they go down to 2.7 seconds or three seconds Hmm. So uh, Swift still has quite a ways to go there to to be competitive or to be the fastest necessarily. But then you look at some very popular web frameworks and you have Ruby on Rails, which is 150 seconds oh, um, and uh, Node.js, which is, you know, so like the express framework is at 15 seconds. So, you know, speed isn't everything, but uh, Swift is kind of in the middle of the fast frameworks that are out there.
0: And uh, I guess it's technically the the fastest uh, among the Swift only. That's
1: right. Um, yeah. But that totally makes sense when you consider that the HTTP library is designed to be more of a uh, more fundamental building block on top of which the others would be built on. Right. And so it's possible that really just adding that extra API n- niceness on top of the HTTP framework. Um, would would incur the same overhead that's already there?
0: Yeah, I wonder if and when Vapor, Perfect, Ketora, and others will adopt this uh, this package, the HT this new HTTP package, and how it will affect those numbers.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I look forward to seeing kind of some real world uh, feedback on this. Yeah, probably once those frameworks start to incorporate this this underlying base.
0: Yeah. And hopefully they do. I mean, I can see how it could be, um, a lot to ask or a big risk or a big amount of effort to switch over to this. So hopefully, uh, everyone has the, the time and capacity to, uh, to move over and provide feedback and improve it. Um, at least maybe, uh, you know, have like an experimental, fork or experimental release where they're using this. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, we might s- start seeing some some real-world feedback. All right, well, I think that's all we have to say on the uh, Swift Server APIs project. Um, if you like the show, you can find it on Twitter at Swift underscore Unwrapped. You can find me on Twitter at SimJP.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Squires. Uh, and if you... Uh, have a few minutes, leave us a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Um, And you can talk to us about the show on spectrum.chat slash spec.fm slash swift dash unwrapped. Thanks for listening.